بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم ما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته As we are aware and we can see the tents the last ten nights of Ramadan or last 10 days of Ramadan have come upon us and as we know these are the culmination of a entire season of Ibadah as I was mentioning in the previous khutbahs there's a certain season of Ibadah from Rajab, Sha'ban and Ramadan and of course after Ramadan starts the next season which is the season of Hajj so this is a particular season and this is the culmination of that season so we have to also have that sentiment in mind that we have to struggle and we have to do our best in this last you know, end of, of that entire season. And like I mentioned before, this is something that Nabi ﷺ was thinking about preparing for for a total of three months. These last ten nights and especially the, the you know, tip of that pyramid is going to be Laylatul Qadr. So inshallah today we will discuss, talk about how to prepare for these last 10 nights, especially seeking Laylatul Qadr. So these last 10 nights are our last chance to attain the fruit of Ramadan. The fruit of Ramadan, the purpose of Ramadan, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may gain taqwa. And this is our last chance to get that from Ramadan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the purpose of Ramadan, the goal and objective that we should have in mind in this month is to gain taqwa, is to gain the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that when I am alone, I am able to prevent myself from engaging in sin. I am able to stop myself from engaging in sin when there's nothing else to prevent me, meaning there's, there's no one else there. This is what taqwa is. And so... When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has connected Ramadan with taqwa, this means that we are supposed to get this in this period of time. It's not after Ramadan that I am supposed to seek to gain taqwa. Yes, the doors of attaining taqwa are always open. But this month is special for this reason. So if we miss out on getting this fruit and this, this goal and achievement in Ramadan, it's going to be much harder afterward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated the achievement of taqwa in this month so we need to you know give it our all to get it and you know in sharia we can see that we have i'tikaf we have the fasting we have the qiyamul layl this is the proper you know scenario in which we need to be in the environment we need to surround ourselves in in order to get taqwa after ramadan it's going to be very difficult for a person to come and do i'tikaf to stay in the masjid the whole night it's not normal for a person to stay in the masjid the whole night after Ramadan. If you want to do this in Shawwal, you'll see no one here at night. In Ramadan, you'll find the entire masjid full. For hours, after Salatul Isha, we have Taraweeh. After Taraweeh, we have the Qiyamul Layl. We have the Tahajjud. We have the Suhoor. The masjid is alive at this time. This is why we need to focus at this particular moment. In the daytime, we're fasting. In the nighttime, we're standing in prayer. And we're engaging in a lot of dua in between. There's many different programs, many different you know, things to help us get that taqwa. 
This is going to be very difficult after Ramadan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us this last 10 nights. We need to value these last few days and nights. There's just one poem regarding taqwa. In Arabic, خَلِّ الذُّنُوبَ صَغِيرَهَا وَكَبِيرَهَا ذَاكَ التُّقَى وَاصْنَعْ كَمَاشٍ فَوْقَ أَرْضِ الشَّوْكِ يَحْذَرُ مَا يَرَى لَا تَحْقِرَنَّ صَغِيرَةً إِنَّ الْجِبَالِ مِنَ الْحَصَى So the poet, he says that Leave out sins in totality Minor sins and major sins Leave all of that out This is what taqwa is Behave like an individual who is walking on a road of thorns Wary of every step he takes Do not ever look down upon the small sins Don't ever find them to be meager Don't ever say that it's just a small sin For mountains are made out of a collection of pebbles So this person, he's saying here That if we want taqwa, we need to start giving up the sins And this, is, this becomes very easy during Ramadan Because we're surrounding ourselves with positivity and this is key if we want to give up sins. We need to introduce positivity into our lives. So he says, give up small sins, give up major sins. This is what taqwa is. You should behave like a person who's weary of every step they're taking. As if there's a, a road of thorns before you. If, if there's a road of thorns before us, we're not just going to walk anyhow. We're going to be careful every single step we take. Similarly, a muttaqi. A person who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be very careful every single gaze they cast, every single thought that they have, every single word that they say, they must think that is this something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be pleased with or is this something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be displeased with. And then he says, he, makes, he gives an example, he says, never look down upon small sins. Don't ever say it's just a minor sin. It's not that important. It's not that grave it's not that serious. Because if you look at mountains, mountains are made of small rocks. If you remove all of the small rocks, then the mountain is going to be gone. So this is our sins. They may be minor, but they're going to form a mountain. And on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, we're going to have to give answers for that. This is the taqwa that we need to attain in these last few nights and last few days of Ramadan. As we know, the very famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa narrated in Bukhari and Muslim, مَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدَرِ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ وَمَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was reported to have said, the individual who stands on Laylatul Qadr, at that night, the individual who is standing in prayer, be it Salatul Isha, be it the Taraweeh prayers, be it the extra prayers after that, the Tahajjud, the Qiyamul Layl. This person, if they have Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they have faith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive me, they know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is, and they expect that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're expecting a reward, that's why they're standing. They're not standing for no reason. They stand every single night of Ramadan, and they're seeking Laylatul Qadr for the purpose of their forgiveness. If this is that person's situation, all of their previous sins will be forgiven, inshallah. Everything that this person has done, imagine, in Yawm Al-Qiyamah, there's a mountain of sins waiting for us, and we are going to have to give an answer for all of these, every small thing that we have done, we have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of these things. It is possible 
that all of that gets wiped out. That we don't have to answer for anything. On Yawm Al-Qiyamah, we won't have to answer for anything because we stood on Laylatul Qadr. Because we, saw, we you know, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, it's not just those who stand for Laylatul Qadr, also those who fast during Ramadan. And alhamdulillah, we're all fasting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan. If we do this with Iman, we have faith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me. And we expect a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then every previous sin will be forgiven inshallah. On Yawm Al-Qiyamah, we won't have to answer inshallah for all of those sins that we have done. And of course, if we want to have a true fasting and a true Laylatul Qadr, we have to accompany this with Tawbah as well. We have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to ask for forgiveness and repent for the things that we have done. And this is a true Ramadan. A true Ramadan leads to Tawbah, leads to feeling regret for what we have done. Now, Laylatul Qadr is coming up. And this is one of the main reasons why the I'tikaf is there. We seek out this great night. This one night is the greatest night in the entire year. Imagine, one month, uh, in within the month of Ramadan, we have one night. That one night is greater than 83 years. So every year, you get one chance of a night that is greater than 83 years. 1,000 months. This is Laylatul Qadr. Now some of the virtues of Laylatul Qadr, the Qur'an descended, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the Qur'an on Laylatul Qadr as we know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنذِرِينَ We have sent down the Qur'an on a blessed night. And we know in Surah Al-Qadr, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ Indeed, we have revealed the Qur'an on Laylatul Qadr. This is the virtue of Laylatul Qadr, that this beautiful Qur'an, the message, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His kalam, was sent down on this blessed night. Now, why was Laylatul Qadr given to this ummah? So when we look at Surah Al-Qadr, now Surah al there's an entire chapter in the Qur'an talking about Laylatul Qadr. Very few ayat. إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ وَمَا أَدَرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ أَلْفِ شَهَرِ تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالرُّوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرِ سَلَامٌ هِيَ حَتَّى مَطَلَعِ الْفَجْرِ We know that the surah, the translation is that indeed we have revealed the Qur'an on Laylatul Qadr. And do you have any idea what Laylatul Qadr is? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us. وَمَا أَدَرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ Do you know what it is? Laylatul Qadr is better than a thousand months. One night. It's not even a full 24 hours. One night is better than 20, is better than 1,000 months. In this night, the angels will descend with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will bring peace to everyone until Fajr. So this is the, the surah. And in this surah, there's a few things. Number one, we understand that the Quran was revealed on this night. It's a very blessed night. Number two, we understand that this night is better than 1,000 months. Number three, we understand that the angels descend. Inshallah, we'll talk about that. How do they descend? Why do they descend? And they bring peace until Fajr. So this is the, the Surah Al-Qadr that we all have memorized and, and it's, it's talking about this. Now, why was Laylatul Al-Qadr given to this Ummah? In one hadith, Rasulullah wasallam, he saw that the age of the people in his Ummah are very short. 
because he was able to see the different age and lifespans of the different ummas. So there's you know many different nations that came before us. Their normal lifespan was much longer than us. So it was as if you know the the amount of a'mal that we can do in comparison to those before us is much less. If they had a thousand years to live, like Nuh we know that he lived for about a thousand years. So if they have a thousand years, imagine how much ibadat they can do, how much worship they can do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and how less we are going to do. Imagine how far ahead of us they will be in Jannah, because they have a thousand years, literally almost more than ten times the lifespan of a normal human in today's time. So this was very difficult for the Sahaba to accept as well. Rasulullah told them of an individual in the time of Banu Israel who went and he fought for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hundreds of years. That's not possible in today's time. So their reward was extremely great. And when they felt this, that you know, they felt a regret. Like, you know, I can never accomplish what they have because my life is not that long. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this as a ni'mah for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his ummah. This is another reason why we should rejoice about being a part of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We did absolutely nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in this time period as a follower of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And one of the many benefits, there's many benefits. One of them is this, that we are blessed with Laylatul Qadr. We are blessed with one night every single year which is worth 83 years. And the reason why this is such a great ni'mah is because those people in the previous nations, let's say they had a thousand years life, lifespan. So they had an equal opportunity to do good deeds, but they had an equal opportunity to do sin as well. One thousand years they can do sin very easily. And they can also do good deeds. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Laylatul Qadr. All we have to do is focus on this one night and just do good a'mal and avoid sins. And we have written for us almost a hundred years of only good deeds and no sin at all. So this is a huge ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also a reason why we should not sin on the night of Laylatul Qadr. Now just for an example of, of the reward of Laylatul Qadr, this is me trying to do you know, some math, inshallah, you guys can do a better job at this. But according to Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, in the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, he says there's 113 letters in Surah Al-Fatiha. Imam Ibn Kathir in the tafsir says 113 letters in Surah Al-Fatiha. If you count the letters, you might find more, more or less, but I'm taking what Imam Ibn Kathir rahimahullah said. So Surah Al-Fatiha, we're going to take this as a case study or just, you know, just an example. 113 letters. On a normal day in the hadith, Rasulullah says, Every letter of the Qur'an you recite, you will receive 10 rewards. This is standard. Right? You will not receive less than that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us. Every good deed we do, it's multiplied by 10 minimum. And every sin we do, it's just one sin. This is a, a, another ni'mah of being part of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our deeds are automatically multiplied. And then depending on our niyyads, even more than that. So on a normal day, minimum, when a person recites Surah Al-Fatiha outside of Ramadan, they're going to get 1,130 rewards for Surah Al-Fatiha. Not even Salah, not even you know, Taraweeh, not even all the five times Salah. Just reciting Surah Al-Fatiha on a normal day will earn us 1,130 rewards. Now we want to find out how much will we get 
if we recite Surah Al-Fatiha, which does not even take a minute, on Laylatul Qadr. So we just have to multiply that by a thousand months. Because we know Laylatul Qadr is better, it's actually better than a thousand months. So this math that we're going to do is not even adequate. So now how do we find this? How many days in a thousand months? About 30,000. Because a month is 30, multiply that by a thousand. 30,000 days inshallah. Multiply the 30,000 days by the normal amount of reward. The normal reward we get for Fatiha, 1,130. Multiply that by 30,000 days. On Laylatul Qadr, inshallah, each one of us, for reciting Fatiha only, not Taraweeh, which has 20 times that. For one Fatiha on Laylatul Qadr, inshallah, we will get 33,900,000 rewards for Fatiha. So imagine that. And inshallah, each one of us is going to at least recite Surah Al-Fatiha, minimum, unless something happens, na'udhu billah, someone goes into a coma or something, may Allah protect us. But this is the minimum reward. Now imagine, multiply that by 20. Multiply that by even more. Multiply that by the Salatul Isha, by the Salatul Maghrib, by all of the 20 rakahs of Taraweeh, by the 3 rakahs of Witr. If a person decides to do Qiyamul Layl, Tahajjud, multiply just Surah Al-Fatiha. Then the Adhkar in Salah, the Salah itself, the other Surahs. Every single letter of the Qur'an earns us 10 minimum rewards. But in Laylatul Qadr, it's going to be much more. Imagine how much reward we're going to get. You cannot count. If Surah Al-Fatiha is going to get us almost 34 million, then what about everything else? And this is, this is supposed to get us excited about this. On a normal day, we're, imagine if someone said that you will earn on a normal, you know, a normal day, you, you have a great you know, job, your salary is you get uh, $1,130 a day. But if you work on this particular day, because everyone's busy on this day, we need someone to work on this day, you get 33900000 Each one of us would jump up and you know, we would take pills or whatever to stay up on that day. But how come when it comes for Laylatul Qadr, some of us go to sleep? Yeah, we have work the next day. We understand. But this is for our Akhirah, inshallah. Inshallah, we can take some pills for work. I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just saying that we have to take this seriously. Now, there's another calculation I want to share. It's a little bit more far-fetched, but it's, it's possible for Surah Al-Fatiha. Now, what if Laylatul Qadr is 1,000 times normal Ramadan, right? So the calculation that I shared with you is if Laylatul Qadr is 1,000 uh, months of normal Surah Al-Fatiha outside Ramadan. This calculation that I want to share is if Laylatul Qadr is 1,000 months of Ramadan itself, a normal Ramadan day. So now we understand that Ramadan multiplies our rewards by 70. It is a hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that Optional actions are multiplied by 70 in the Ramadan. So now if we multiply the normal standard reward for Surah Al-Fatiha, which is 1,130, multiply that for a normal Ramadan, multiply that by 70, you get 79,100. So right now, if you recite Surah Al-Fatiha right now, inshallah, instead of getting 1,000 rewards, you will get 79,100 rewards for Surah Al-Fatiha because it's Ramadan. This is just right now. Even if you don't have Laylatul Qadr, you have this much at least. Now, if you want to find Laylatul Qadr, if, if Laylatul Qadr is a thousand months compared to this, then multiply that by 30,000, and you get 
373 million uh, rewards. So 2 billion 373 million rewards. I, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. This is this is a two, three, seven, three, and then six zeros. So I think that's two billion three hundred and seventy-three thousand three hundred seventy-three million. So the, the numbers are astronomical. We can't even count. So I'm trying to do this, but it doesn't even make sense when we're doing. It. Everybody's falling asleep because I'm, I'm mentioning these numbers. But just to get an idea what this is, this is worth our attention, inshallah. This is worth our struggle. Now there's much more that I want to say and I don't want to go over time, inshallah, we'll stop around two. Why was Laylatul Qadr hidden? So there's some wisdom behind it. Rasulullah was given the, the information regarding Laylatul Qadr. He was going to give that to the Sahaba. He knew exactly when. When he was on his way to share the information, he saw two individuals, two Sahaba. They were arguing over something. And because of the, the difficulty of that situation and how Rasulullah disliked argument so much and he was focused on trying to resolve that. He forgot what that, that day was. So Nabi knew exactly which day it was. But he was made to forget by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So scholars say that among the different reasons, two reasons, why Nabi forgot when Laylatul Qadr was. In the hadith, he also says that, you know, perhaps this is better for you, that I don't remember which night it is. So number one is that, so we don't undermine the other nights. If you and I knew exactly when Laylatul Qadr is, if, if we knew that Laylatul Qadr is the 27th night, we're just going to sin every single night, and then when it's the 27th night, inshallah, we focus. Because it's a thousand months. Everything else is very small in comparison. So in order to avoid that, and in order to respect the entirety of Ramadan, then we seek Laylatul Qadr. We don't know exactly when it is. In the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, Seek them, uh, the Laylatul Qadr, on the odd nights. So yesterday was, uh, last night was an odd night, the 21st. Tonight is going to be the 22nd. So we are supposed to seek it on the 23rd. That doesn't mean that we avoid the 22nd. Right? The even nights are still really great in virtue. So this is one reason, so that we don't undermine the other nights. Another reason why he, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi was made to forget Laylatul Qadr is because... If we knew that this was specifically Laylatul Qadr and we decided to sin on that night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could destroy us. This could be a means of our own destruction because we know that this is Laylatul Qadr and we still decide to sin. So this is you know, a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we don't know when Laylatul Qadr is. We're going to work harder for it. We're going to exert ourselves, inshaAllah. Now... There's a, a few other things I wanted to mention about the angels coming down, but I want to mention something else, so I'll skip that and start talking about what was the practice of Rasulullah on these nights. What things did Nabi do? Imam Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali, rahimahullah, he mentions some of these things in his book, Lata'if al-Ma'arif, regarding the actions of Rasulullah in the last 10 nights. Number one, Rasulullah would fasten his lower garment. We heard this before. So in the hadith, Aisha radiallahu anha says, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يشتهد في العشر الأواخر ما لا يشتهد في غيره كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يخص العشر الأواخر من رمضان بأعمال لا يعملها في بقية شهر فمنها إحياء الليل. So in this hadith, Aisha radiallahu anha says, 
that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi would stay awake the entire night during the last ten nights. The normal action of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is to go to sleep after Salatul Isha and then wake up for tahajjud. This was the normal action of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Tahajjud would be after sleep, but in the last ten nights of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu would not sleep at night. He would stay awake. And this is what some scholars say. This is what it meant that he used to fasten his lower garment. He used to become extra, you know, desirous of that reward. He used to spend more time. He wouldn't sleep at all. So that's one thing that he would do. Another interpretation of this that he would tie his lower garment is because he's an i'tikaf and because he's trying to seek the mercy and forgiveness of Allah, he would not have relations with his, his wives. So that's literally, He used to fasten his lower garment. And this is, you know, uh, you know, some people have a question that is it permissible to have relations in the last 10 nights? Yes, it's permissible, but is it advisable? No. This is not the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu He would spend all of his time in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would be in i'tikaf. So this action would nullify the i'tikaf if a person is in i'tikaf. So that's number one. He used to fasten his lower garment in the last 10 nights. It means that he was extra serious. More serious than any other time in the rest of the year. Number two, Rasulullah would wake up his family members. So if his family members were sleeping, he would say, wake up, you need to do ibadah. Gently wake them up. Which tells us in a normal situation, if Rasulullah saw his family members sleeping, sometimes he would mention it, but he wouldn't be so serious and, and force them up. But in the last 10 nights, he would make sure they get up and engage in ibadah because this is a huge opportunity that they would miss. Number three, Rasulullah would delay his iftar until suhoor. He would engage so much in ibadah that he wouldn't want to miss any moment from the time of Maghrib. Perhaps he would have a little bit of water, perhaps a date, but he would not really have his iftar. He would delay that until suhoor. Meaning he would have practically only one meal a day. And this is because he's maximizing every single moment. Imagine you're using so much of your time for ibadah that you don't have enough time to eat. And this was the condition of Rasulullah Of course, Rasulullah told us not to do that because he says that, you know, he was much stronger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that ability. Out of mercy for us, he says, have your iftar, etc. But this is something that our Nabi used to do. Just sharing this to, to give us an idea of how serious he used to take these last nights. Number four, Rasulullah would perform a ghusl between Maghrib and Isha on the last ten nights of Ramadan. This is to freshen him up, get him, uh, you know, really energized for the ibadah. So, you know, we should perform ghusl, inshallah, apply some itar, fragrance, wear the best clothing that we have. We talked about this during the week. When we come to the masjid, this is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're being invited to. Let us look the best. When we perform salah, let us look the best, smell the best, be the best for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And number five, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would do the i'tikaf. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit briefly about the i'tikaf and the rewards of that. Uh, especially for the brothers who are engaged. And for us who are not engaged in i'tikaf, maybe next year we will have that opportunity. Just a summary before I go into there. What Nabi Sallallahu would do during Ramadan, he would fasten his lower garment, meaning he would become very serious, more so than any other time in the year. Number two, he would wake up his family members and, and encourage them to engage in the ibadah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. 
Number three, he would delay his iftar until suhoor, meaning he would not really have food until it was suhoor time, to save time for the sake of ibadah. And number four, he would perform a ghusl between Maghrib and Isha. Other than these things that we find in the hadith, there's no specific amal. Our shaykh was telling us that there's no specific type of action for Laylatul Qadr. There is the dua, alhamdulillah, we have it written on the board. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afa fa'afuanni. This is what is narrated regarding Laylatul Qadr. Recite this dua. Other than that, engage in worship in all the different forms that we know. Salah, given charity also. Also, you know, engage in dua, adhkar, many things that we can do. This is what we should do in Laylatul Qadr. Now the i'tikaf. Rasulullah would normally do i'tikaf in the last 10 days and nights of Ramadan. However, before he passed away that year, he did i'tikaf for 20 days and nights. So this was the, the habit of Rasulullah In one narration, this is a, a weaker chain of narration, it, the reward of i'tikaf is narrated that Rasulullah said, مَنِ فَعَشْرًا فِي رَمَضَانْ كَانَ كَحَجَّتَيْنْ the individual who does i'tikaf in the last 10 days and nights of Ramadan, it's as if they've done two hajj and two umrah. Two hajj and two umrah. This is a weaker narration, but for the sake of virtues, inshallah, it is okay, we can listen to this to motivate us to, to engage in these actions. And another hadith about uh, the reward of i'tikaf, one time Ibn Abbas, عنهمان, the, the cousin of Rasulullah was doing i'tikaf in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu An individual was there and he was looking very sad. He was, he was really sad. So Ibn Abbas said, you know, what's happening? You're looking really depressed. So he said that there's this person, I, I love him for the sake of Allah. He's my friend, my very close friend. And, you know, something happened between me and him and I can't focus on anything and because we're, we're arguing, we're in a fight. So Ibn Abbas said that, would you like me to talk to him? And, you know be an intercessor for you and, and, and fix this situation. He said, please, if you can do that, I would love that. So then Ibn Abbas took his sandals and stepped out of the masjid. So this person said, wait, aren't you in i'tikaf? What are you doing? You just stepped out of the masjid. Your i'tikaf is gone. So then Ibn Abbas, he turned to him and he said, he said, no, I, I'm aware that, you know, I just left the i'tikaf. He stepped out of the masjid. He's outside of the masjid. And he says, you know, I, I can take witness before this individual. He's pointing at the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah just passed away recently. And he's, Ibn Abbas is crying and he's saying that, you know, I've heard from this individual. He's pointing at the grave of Nabi sallallahu alayhi He said, So he's saying that, I heard from Rasulullah sallallahu that if a person goes out for the sake of helping his brother or sister in Islam, and they have that niyyah that I want to help them, it's better than a person who does i'tikaf for 10 years. So helping a, a Muslim is better than i'tikaf for 10 years. And then he says that, what is the reward of i'tikaf? وَمَنْ اِعْتَكَفَ يَوْمًا اِبْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى جَعَلَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ النَّارِ ثَلَاثَ خَنَادِقَ أَبَعَدُ مَا بَيْنَ so he says here, a person who does i'tikaf for a single day, the reward of that, if they're seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create between them and the fire of Jahannam three huge pits, three huge abysses. 
khanadiq, giant holes. And each one is larger than the east and the west. So a person who does one day of i'tikaf, it's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates three huge holes between them and Jahannam. And the distance of each hole is between the east and the west. But from this hadith, we can also see how important it is to help our, our Muslim brothers and sisters who are in need. So just wrapping up, inshallah, what should we do in i'tikaf? What should we do in the last 10 nights of Ramadan? Number one, recite Quran. As much as Quran as we can. If we do not know the Arabic, the, the translation, you can accompany that with the a translation of the Quran as well. But the main thing is reading the Arabic. Even if you don't know what you're reciting, every single harf, every single letter is going to give us 10 rewards. Number two, less eating, less sleeping, less talking with other people, engaging more in, in, in you know, ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have enough, of course, have enough food, have enough sleep, but do not go into excesses. And talk less with other people. Engage with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these last 10 nights. Number three, if there are any programs that we can attend, let us be attentive and, and try to free up our schedule for those programs. Number four, engage in a lot of azkar. Recite, you know, la ilaha illallah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Think about the meanings. Do this often. And make a lot of dua. Whatever you want, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees us from jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts us. All of these different things. And the last thing is just think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obsess over forgiveness. Obsess over freedom over Jahannam. Ponder over what Jahannam is. And think that if I do not seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, I will be thrown into this thing. And I need to gain salvation from that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us. One thing, just you know, I'll say very briefly what we can do is, if you want just a, a program in, in Laylatul Qadr, if you're willing to stay up the whole night, you can take a, a few of these things and do, uh, what is it called, um, uh, sets. You know, people who work out, they, they lift weights and stuff like that, they do sets. So there's also sets in ibadah. So Rasulullah he would have warm-ups in his ibadah. He would, some, some of the hadiths, he, he would do eight rakats of tahajjud. The first two rakats was very light, it was a warm-up. And then he would go into the longer ones. So what we can do is take recitation, Take two rak'ahs of salah, take some azkar, take some dua, make that a set. So you do, you can start with some azkar, la ilaha illallah, hundred times or whatever. Then you can do two rak'ahs of salah. Then you can lift your hands in dua. Then you can recite maybe five pages of Quran. Start another set. Then keep doing that, keep doing that until the end of, of uh, the night. So this way you don't get tired if you're just doing azkar the whole time, you're going to get tired. If you do sets like this, inshallah, it'll be a good exercise for us. And inshallah, we will get the reward of Laylatul Qadr. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to worship Him on this night. We ask Him for ikhlas. We ask Him from the freedom of the fire of Jahannam. Wa sallallahu tabaraka ta'ala ala khiri khalqihi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahman rahmin.